0: As I join the other speakers in attempting to explore unfolding vision, I have two crucial, vital verses. From the book of Nehemiah, chapter two, Which will remember, which will remind you where you started, which will remind you where you are now, and which will remind you the unfolding where you are going. In Nehemiah. Chapter 2, verses 17. You find this phrase in verse 17. Then I said to them, it is Nehemiah speaking, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are bent with fire Listen to what Nehemiah is saying to his followers and to the people who should run with the vision Who should take the vision and run with it? Watch what he says to the people. Come. Let us all say come. You will never, never reach your full potential in life until you come out of your comfort zones. You will never see your stars Until you come out of that small tent That small tribe That small area Where you have been locked in Come and let us, let us all say us. That two-worded word, US, us, is the secret of reaching higher heights in life. You will never accomplish anything alone. You will never reach higher heights without others. You need me and I need you. Within the context of our subject, you need a leader. Let us all say a leader. leader. And a leader also needs Godly followers, let us all say godly followers. godly followers. You cannot discuss leaders without discussing followers. Right. You cannot discuss followers without discussing leaders. Right. Leaders and followers are inseparable, followers are just as important as leaders. And leaders are just as important as followers. And you will understand why I have given for a title to our message, The Right Response to a Vision by Leaders and Followers. Tomorrow, don't miss my t- two-parts the other part of my teaching because it will connect. I will be speaking tomorrow about the challenges of a vision. The reason why great leaders cannot lead families, churches, The business sector, sport, a country, Africa, the global village, SADC, African Union, or the United Nations, it is because no matter how big a vision a leader has, you need followers who will commit themselves to the vision. Yeah. Leadership without commitment. I will be saying a lot about commitment in my session tomorrow because poor commitment to vision is the graveyard. It is like you, the husband, who is a husband leader in the family, you have a vision for your family, you have have vision for your wife, you have a vision for your three or four children. I did not say three or ten or twenty children. I'm, I'm from a family of 14, I'm number three. <laughs> Look at my tummy. I'm struggling to be like Bishop, Musa, because I was born in a poor home, poor parents poor village have you ever seen a shanganu woman feeding a baby they pour soft porridge and some of it gets into your mouth and some of it into your nose no measurement That is why I don't like, you know, witch doctors. I like herbalists because there is a big difference between herbalism and witchcraft. You can't tell me that green tea is right because it is by the Chinese, and uh, African herb is wrong simply because it's from Africa. So I don't want parents to bring too many children in the world when they cannot lead them. Lead leading children to quality meals. Leading children to Sunday school. To education. To a local church, to spiritual provision for life. You may have a good husband who has a holistic vision for the smallest enterprise called the family. But if you have a wife who apply dead breaks, Believe me, as, as pretty as you see our wives, and they look like angels sometimes, but when they decide to be Jezebels, they apply dead brakes while you accelerate. and you will reach nowhere it is like followers the leader has a vision and the vision is from God a vision for the home a vision for a local church a vision for the business world a vision for a country a vision for Africa like Kwame Nkrumah 1957, and a vision for the world, like Martin Luther King said, that I am looking forward to a, a time and a world where his four children will join hands with other children of other ethnic groups. In his time, the big problem was between black and white in the South. And the problems have grown big now because it is no more just between black and white. It is global. And if I had time, I would analyze the the, the problems of the world for you and tell you that according to divine diagnosis... Our problems emanate from lack of salvation or God, lack of the Holy Spirit making Jesus real. In the hearts of the people And three Lack of God the Father We are designed in such a way That God, Yahweh, Jehovah Is our Father The Father of the seven billion people of the world If you and I are no longer fathered We become wild That is why, you know, you listen to politicians, uh, economists, uh, you listen to religion, even about the so-called uh, our xenophobia in South Africa, women abuse, children abuse. They will point fingers on different things. All this happens because there are spiritual challenges. There are challenges of us not taking what God says. Challenges because we are not accepting the kingdom, the will of God. There are challenges that emanate from the economy, the politics. That is why it has become a social problem. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. Now I believe Nehemiah was one of the greatest leaders of all times. He had a great vision. One, he got his vision from God. And two, his vision was triggered by his own brother who visited him at the palace. When Nehemiah asked Hanani, his brother, how is the situation in Jerusalem? And Hanani says, God's people are suffering. Number two, the walls of Jerusalem have been broken down. And number three, the gates of the city have been burned down with fire. And what, what does that mean? It means nothing is safe now. Show me anything that is safe in the world. Children are not safe. That's why I say, please, don't make too many children. This world is not safe. You can enjoy marriage but making less children. If you want to make more many children, let us fix the world first. So that it is a safe, conducive place for children. You can't show me anything that is safe today. The family is not safe. Even the church is not safe. Society is not safe. Even sport, you will hear things, you know. I had lunch with Sheikh Mashaba when he was still leading our national team and i asked him why is our team not doing well and he speaks shangan well and he said Makwe ruma elijah we were talking as a leader to leader i wanted genuine answers not fanagalo. <laughs> you know he said the reason why our team is not doing well, there is no succession plan. One word to a leader is sufficient. It is only when the vision bearer and the followers respond right when any task can be accomplished. And that is why we need to grasp what Nehemiah said. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem. And tomorrow, I will be showing you the response of the followers. And you will see the difference between a leader's response and the follower's response. A leader's response is in verse 17 and the follower's response is in verse 18. Like I said, a leader may have a great vision that will help the spiritual life of a country and of our world. He may have a vision for the economy of the world. He may have a vision for the education of the world. But if there are no followers to respond right. And when I say followers, don't be simplistic about it. There are over 40,000 professions in the world. When I say fo- followers, I mean lawyers. I mean teachers. I mean technicians. I mean accountants. I mean nurses. I mean doctors. I mean business people. If every one of us were to be faithful in our world of professions, we would make a, the world a better place. The big vision Nehemiah had is from God. It is a, it is a vision for the whole of Israel. It is a vision for all the continents of the world. It is a vision for the whole world. And if that vision is to come true, then we should overcome hindrances. Let us all say hindrances. I call them challenges. I hope they have it on the screen. You will see some of the challenges for the unfolding vision. So don't be quick at pointing fingers to leaders. You have a role to make a vision be realized. I, as a leader of a, f- a family, I can buy groceries, but my wife must cook them right. Yeah. You, as a husband, you may initiate, throw your hands all over your wife, love her. ...and kiss her, but she must respond to a kiss. You know, there are some women, you embrace them, you kiss them... By they are, ...they are more of a fish in a deep freezer. They don't move, they don't touch back. They don't respond positively back. You kiss alone, she kiss nothing... You perspire alone. She's not perspiring. <laughs> <laughs> and when you had kissed her, she asked you, nibaba." <laughs> Don't be quick at blaming bishops, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Don't be quick at blaming premiers, prime ministers, presidents. Don't be quick at blaming kings. We should look at the type of followers we have today. Do they take the vision? Do they run with the vision? Particularly in Africa. Where everyone wants to be a leader. Even when he cannot lead himself. You can't be a leader if you cannot lead yourself to a blessing lead yourself to the bible lead yourself to self-discipline lead yourself to self-control you cannot lead when you cannot manage yourself our big problem too is with the followers today they don't want to complete a leader they want to compete a leader they don't want to follow one vision they want to bring another vision No two visions are allowed in one organization in one family in one enterprise only one vision, let us all say one vision. Unga follow the vision that is there. Follow Nehemiah's vision. And Nehemiah will tell you, as a vision-bearer, as a man of God, your role in the vision. We have a challenge too with the masses today, with our own children, with our own church members. Instead of my church member to follow the, the vision of the ministry, they also want to start a church next door. And Aritani, he's still a big baby. nama is Changan. Some of them are so young 20, 21, 25. Some of them are not even married. And they, 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 they are chasing big titles. I am bishop. I am apostle. Underline the the third one. I am prophet. Let us all say prophet. You know why everybody wants to be a prophet? There is no check place except in the Bible to check a prophet. Because everyone says the Lord told me to tell you particularly these indiv- individual prophecies this prophet is a man but he prophesies women more than men <laughs> and whenever he prays for women he doesn't pray for them like we do lay hands on the head on the shoulders He touches where the husband must touch. (laughs) So, we need followers in every organization, every church, every country... Every continent. We need disciplined followers globally who will follow the vision of a leader. And what are the challenges? Number one, the absence of vision. Where there is no vision, people die. And they die in every level of human existence. And challenge number two, ignorance of what vision can do for the future. You see, what I like about vision, it does not not only solve today's problems, it solves even tomorrow's problems. If we all know where these two leaders started, I, I was there with them reigning few people but he never lost heart one of the characteristics of leadership is persistence it is courage it is keep on moving even if the followers don't see where you are moving to. And look where you are now. Look where you are now. Had you left his vision, where would you be today? Look at all this. These are products of an unfolding vision. You must learn to be patient In every vision Rome was never built in one day Follow a leader Even when it is tough You will reach your Canaan one day At God Reigns Conference Where Bishop Musa and I spoke My message was titled The Twelve Stones of Remembrance. There will come a day like the day has come for you, Grace Bible Church, to enjoy grapes. Sweet grapes. Tell your neighbor, this is my time (laughs) to enjoy sweet grapes. I am no more in that lousy tent. I am in a contemporary modern building with screens. And all this happened because of a godly visionary leader God gave us. Keep on following a leader. Keep on following the vision of a leader, even when it is tough. And the third challenge is a serious one, particularly in Africa. Opposition and enemies of a vision. Sanballats, Geshems, Tobias, Goliaths, Delilah's, you you find them all over the world who are working against against God's plan, God's will, and God's purposes. But in spite of these hindrances, oppositions, and enemies of a vision. The walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt in less than 2 months. Don't ever think that if you as a follower if you keep on fighting instead of supporting a vision and supporting your your leadership you will always win. You are not in God's will. You will never win. You are not in God's plan You will never win You may win elsewhere But not in the church Not in the body of Christ No powers of Hades Will succeed against the body of Jesus Prophets were killed Missionaries were killed Some preachers were locked in jail But the church is still rolling on Enemy. Challenge number four is carnal followers with ulterior motive. You watch all the people who fight a godly vision, they have themselves in mind. Ulterior motive. Challenge number five, poor succession plan in place. I wish I could address leaders only on this this topic. We must pass on the torch. We must pass on the baton. We cannot be champions of all generations. Particularly in Africa. Many of the great men of God, I studied many of them. Elias Lidwaba, Kiliza, Bengung, Gidi, Duma, you go to Ghana, you go to Nigeria, Ivory Coast, we have had great people who were raised with great vision, but they kept it to themselves and they died with it. That is why graveyards and cemeteries are the quietest place in the world because of dreams that were not realized. We must find a way of teaching but now how can I as a leader give you the baton? I'm talking to you young people how can I give you the torch when you haven't stayed in one local church where you, are, you submit, you are loyal you are taught you are groomed you are assigned to be a Sunday school teacher, to be in praise and worship to take offerings, to be an usher to be a women's leader, men's leader. You never stayed in a local church for fellowship, to be taught, to tithe, to give, to learn discipline. You are in a local church for six months and then already you want to break away and start your own Spaza Church. How can, I, how can I give you the torch and the baton? You haven't proved yourself to be disciplined in, in a local church. And challenge number six: six, lack of balanced spiritual maturity. The bishop said it in passing. You know, we are a word people. We must be taught the word. Did you know in some local churches, they don't have a Bible study. Whenever they meet, they meet for choruses. <laughs> like, like the former a- a- SCM, we used to call it a chorus movement. They come together to sing choruses. With a high voltage of emotion. But no teaching. No weight. You see, that is why I love Grace Bible Church. They prepare their church members. They teach them. (laughs) Bible studies. Precept by precept. Step by step. They even do expository teaching. You will never be grounded by just an evangelistic message or motivational talk. You will never show me a single Christian who became matured because he was motivated right by a motivational speaker. Yeah. Salvation comes through evangelism, but spiritual growth comes through teaching. Yeah. Maturity doesn't just happen after fasting and prayer, maturity happens after you sit down and you are taught and you must have a notebook, a hardcover notebook and you must write and you must meditate on the things you write. Make time even at home to revisit the things that you are taught. You see, that is why Paul said, Think on these things. He did not say, Feel these things. We don't go by feelings. We don't go by emotions. We don't go by senses. We go by the word of God. Why the word of God? Because heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall stand forever. Why the word of God? Because the word of God is alive. It's powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces. It, it separates. That is why we Christians, we are in a wicked society, but we have been separated from Controls by the devil, by demons, by sin, by corruption, by lawlessness and looseness. And the last challenge is that of leadership. Let us all say leadership. Yes. I, I, I studied and researched leadership for over 25 years. I tend 75 last August and I'm still studying and I'm still researching many people don't know that leadership is not a title leadership is a function leadership is not a position leadership is a responsibility and accountability Leadership is not a portfolio. Leadership is a spirit of a servant to serve people. Leadership is not sophistication. You know, if somebody was just to come in here right now and say, Who is the presiding bishop? and somebody say, it is that man there (laughs) and that woman there. They don't look like leaders. (laughs) They don't look like visionaries. The way they are so simple. You know, simplicity is not a lack of vision, leadership and information. That is why in Africa we are so much misled because we think leadership is height is width Leadership is vision Leadership is heart for people Leadership is a burden. You have a burden. You know, as we were having dinner last night at the speaker's lounge, uh, the bishop said to me, Hey, you know, I don't feel quite right eating until I see that everybody has had a meal. That's a leader. Some of these contemporary followers lead us with some spaza churches. They say, every man for himself and God for us all. I wish I could resurrect that gospel singer green who sang for my meetings in Toronto, Saskatchewan, Kitchener, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, all over Canada. He had his own jet, flying, singing free. He didn't only do that for me, but for many preachers. He used to have one gem that, to me, was the gem of even today. He used to sing a song, a little less of me and a little more of others. <laughs> Leadership is not looks. Leadership is a passion, compassion, messy tendencies, not pity tendencies. When you are a leader, you have genuine mercy. You don't feel pity for people and you say, Aramedeng, sister," and you don't do anything about their situations. That is why Bishop Musa was involved in Marekani, stretching a hand to help. His gospel is holistic. It is for the Spirit, it is for the mind it is for the uh, it, it is holistic yeah. these challenges are killing Nehemiah's visions we should pray for young leaders who aspire to be leaders with ulterior motive be like Nehemiah You know, to prove that Nehemiah was an exceptional leader, you must read Nehemiah from chapter 1 to chapter 6. That's when you will take your hat off for him, even when he he passed on. He resisted, according to my counting, something like nine different challenges. Personal challenges and the challenges of his team and followers. The first one is discouragement, despondency, bewilderment. The second one was threats. A vision will always be threatened. A vision will always be be criticized. Vision will always be stopped. Some people will try to stop a vision. But a vision is organic. It will keep on moving. Hallelujah. The frightening chapter is chapter 6. Nehemiah, seated, meditating about God, following that psalm, be still and know that I am God. Somebody handed a letter to him. And in the letter, the contents were, Nehemiah, come, meet us at UNO. You know who was calling Nehemiah? It is Sanballat, Geshen, and Tobiah. They wanted to kill Nehemiah so that the vision of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem should not happen. So my advice to all of you leaders, I have been in the ministry for over 50 years now, don't go to places where they will kill you. You must not die early without completing your vision. You must live to see your vision unfold. And I want to pray for leaders only as I close. If you are a leader and you know you were just about to give up to run away or you are in that area of uno where san Balat, geshem and tobia wants you to kill you i have a message of hope for you don't die easily focus learn to be tough when the tough gets going and the going gets tough be tougher look to Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith and your vision will unfold one day and you will enjoy the grapes of your Canaan the fruit of your ministry and if you want me to say a simple prayer for you, only leaders, stand up right now. We are not going to close our eyes. Every one of us live, live in a crossroad, including myself. Come to the front here. We will pray for you. You are an apostle, you are a prophet, you are a teacher, you are an evangelist, you are a pastor, you are a youth leader, you were influenced to protest, to militate against a godly vision. You were about to give up and I want to pray for you not to throw in the towel. Maybe you are a husband. Because of family conflicts and collusions, you were just about to divorce. Women are all basically the same. They only differ in height and width. <laughs> Even us men, we are all basically the same. We only differ in height, width, and beard. But one nuna is one nuna. One nuna. It's made up naturally of exaggerated appetites. That is why he wants more than one wife. Have you exhausted the wife that you have? Why ulaba two? Is the second wife you are you are wanting to add with does she have extras? What your wife doesn't have. What you need is 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 God, is the Holy Spirit, is the word of God, is the will of God, is God's plan. It's God's purpose. Bless you, leaders. Heaven sees you. If, Bishop, you could come up and let's join hands. I can't do this alone because our verse of Scripture says, Let us, we must stand together these days. We must not allow anybody to divide us if in the spirit of denominationalism, yeah. which is another form of racism yes. and tribalism. Yeah. Don't allow allow yeah. the lordship of Christ. Yeah. We must all yeah. die to self yeah. and Christ must live in us. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In spite of Sanballat, Geshems and Tobia, yes. in spite of loneliness because yes. of doing God's will, because of discouragement, threats. Thank you, Lord. Help us to see the vision more clearer you, and to go on you, with what you have called us for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to see the vice of the devil who wants to call us to some Uno of some kind, isolating us in order to kill us. Unga Yes, could easily. Yes, Lord. Give us full life. Life for the family, life for the church, life for society, life for you, and life even for others, so that we become blessings Thank you, Lord. to other people. Thank you, Lord. Encourage these leaders, Lord. Yes. Let the Holy Spirit make you a life in them. Ignite their calling. Ignite their vision. Supply even all their needs according to your riches and glory. Because some of the things that make us compromise is poverty. Help us Lord to overcome poverty give us ideas to have strong business people in the church who will give and tithe so that your servants can be well fed and I thank you Lord as I join hands with your servant we are saying help us Lord at this dangerous time of the human race when everybody is at a crossroad in the world yes. Help the church to be strong thank you, Lord. To operate from a position of strong thank you, Lord. Of strength yes, yes, Jesus. And we know everything rises and falls with leadership yes. Unless leaders are strong The church and society will always be weak And we thank you for these leaders In Jesus name Bless you.